As always, a lady from Zoom says we are being recorded, so that we are. Welcome to another episode of the Air Raid Attack Podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and as always, listen to us on the Unhinged Sports Network every Thursday night, 6 p.m. Eastern. And of course, don't forget the new episodes that drop exactly at midnight on Friday morning. Also, you can listen to us on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Google, anywhere you get your podcasts from. But in the meantime, I'm excited and honored to have a good buddy of mine, a guy I got to know very well here in the last few weeks. Moose is his nickname. I know it's Muhammad, but how do you say your last name? Uh, Mahmoud. Mahmoud. That sounds uh, awesome. Yeah. And uh, he is joining us. And uh, Moose, welcome to the Air Raid uh, Attack Podcast. Thanks for having me. It's a blessing. Hey, my pleasure. And like I said, you know, in text, my, you know, I just want to get people recognized, get their name out there. And you never know. I'm hoping and praying that uh, your story, how we talk tonight, will uh, bless someone. And you never know, may encourage them and change their life for the good. 100%. A little about uh, Moose, if you guys don't mind. Um, of course, uh, played at uh, was a D1 uh, FCS, with, which a lot of people don't realize is a Division One AA at Wagner. Uh, he went from there to uh, Nassau, I believe is how you say the name, Community College, and then uh, currently at Fitchburg State. Um, kind of, of course, a silly question, but a lot of people always like to know, um, how is it like being a college athlete, um, especially kind of throughout the recruiting process? Being a college athlete is very different from just living the rec- normal life. Um, it's a lot of hard work, a lot of expectations from others. And uh, basically, that's how I'll put it. Totally understandable. And uh, I went to a very small school in Kentucky, Kentucky Christian University, which is a uh, I, they're a Mid-South Conference. I think they're in a IA ball. So, yeah, um, very small town, nonetheless. But. I know uh, it's definitely, definitely, like you said, it's a different environment. Uh, the game's a lot more faster than high school. Um, yep. Oh, of course, you know, being a backup um, in high school, kind of go through the process, which will lead up to where we're going to go tonight. Um, through the process of that, how are you able to <clears throat> um, position yourself, of course, going to Wagner and just – being because you know everybody wants to play everyone wants to start be the starter so on and so forth um how did you get through all that stuff and moving forward it's just having that mentality you know um throughout high school I never got my opportunity but that didn't stop me from putting the work in and doing what I believe I could do and then when we got to my senior year right I started thinking, everyone started telling me, like, you sure you still want to do this? And I was like, yeah, that's what I'm here for. I mean, as long as I'm praying, I'm grinding, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And that led up to Wagner College. There's actually a funny story about Wagner College, how I got there. Um, So Rob Calabrese, he's an East Islip, Long Island alum. Um, And I have a quarterback trainer whose name is James Brady on the island. And they are both best friends. At the time, Rob Calabrese was the offensive coordinator at Wagner College. Wow. And, and, uh, he had came to one of his workouts to just watch one of the kids and stuff like that. And uh, he saw me and he saw how hard I was working, how I was being a leader, and just all that stuff a quarterback needs to have. And a couple weeks later – I go to camp at Wagner College, and camp goes well. Then after the camp, I get a text. He's like, you want to come be a part of the Wagner Seahawks? And I was like, coach, wow. it would be an honor. And it was because, you know, I fought through a lot of adversity in high school, and being a backup, it's, it's not easy at all to play a college sport as a backup from high – get recruited especially – and that's where, that's where that is. Of course, you know, now we're in Wagner and I know um, suffered quite a bit of injuries and of course COVID. Um, through all these injuries, uh, just to name a few out there, is a tibula, your fibula, um, got diagnosed with uh, autoimmune uh, illness, um, phallus and, and so on and so forth. 
kind of walk the audience or the fans and the listeners out there through that process. Was it during your uh, career or during your time at Wagner or even in the community college ranks or college football, I should say, just in general? Was it high school and then, of course, leading up to COVID? How did all this kind of uh, sit in your mind straight type of thing? So going like it started in uh, December of 2019 when I was at Fitchburg State, actually. And uh, it, we were in the in the beginning of COVID kind of oh. at that point. And uh, I had uh, broken my tibia, fibia and talus, which is a two year injury and it's not easy to bounce back from. And I had surgery in January, 2020 after the two weeks after post-op, I started feeling like numbness and tingling through my body. I started getting muscle twitches, just stuff that wouldn't seem normal to any other person on their own body. And what happened was I started getting high temperatures. I started feeling weak. I started losing like five, like 10 pounds a week, stuff like that. And I got to a point where I'm like, I can't take it. And then one night I was like, it's, it's it. I have to go to the hospital. I go to the hospital. They perform some tests on me and then they hospitalize me for uh, an autoimmune illness called Guillain-Barre syndrome. And uh, it was definitely a challenging point in my life because after all the adversity I faced, I thought I was clearing up and I thought I'm on the uprise to, you know, greatness. And I still am, but Absolutely. you know, it was a, it, it was, it literally was, it took a toll on my body and I didn't feel like myself. And you made a good point and you made a, a good thing. I kind of want to pick, not so much pick on, but kind of, you know, ask a question, you know, here you are, you're on the path of where, you know, where you're wanting to go. It looks like you said, things are looking great. You have setbacks. After all, you know, after this setback, was there a time that you look back and just really like started to get discouraged to the point that, and a lot of people like to question it, but it's like, is this even for me at this rate? Because continuous injuries and now illness. And of course we haven't even talked about COVID yet. Uh, was there a time that uh, you were just like, man, this, you know, enough's enough type of attitude or just continue to pursue it? Um. Obviously, it comes with a lot of anxiety and stress and depression. I also went through a mental health crisis uh, with all that was going on and my injury and all that. And I'm not scared to open up about that. So, yeah, there's it's the anxiety, stress and depression and all that. But at the same time, I knew that I was going to bounce back from this and I'm going to keep going on my path of greatness. Of course, now here we <laughs> Now, here we go. Um, no one anticipated it. We got COVID, you know, um, here in Oklahoma City, it was mainly, mainly March. Um, and right before I continue, we got a special guest on here. Hold on one second. Um, Mr. Dan, are you on? Maybe, maybe not. Dan, are you on? So here we are looking at COVID and, you know, of course, it starts across the globe. China rushes um, across. Can't the, see anyone. Across the Dan, are you on? You good, Dan? Technology. Very nice. Ladies and gentlemen, we got the host of the Time to BS podcast on here as well, uh, Dan. Dan, welcome to the show. Um, kind of fill you in. We're in the process of talking um, uh, some injuries that's leading up to now. We're COVID, and uh, of course, you guys are both Long Island guys, so. Uh, I kind of out saw that. Yeah. I saw that. The second, the second I found your Twitter profile, I was like, all right, I got to get on with this. Of course. Moose, this is Dan. Dan, Moose, uh, great guy. We're just now just now started, so welcome. Welcome on, Dan. I hate technology with a burning passion of a thousand suns. <laughs> the amount of sodium that has been perspiring off of off of my hands off the amount of bullshit that is in the process of me trying to update my computer just to update my computer alone <laughs> for 45 minutes yeah i feel that i had it 
I hate it. Moose, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Oh, I can't complain. Can't complain on my end, except for this crap. But regardless. <laughs> so, um, so, Moose, now we've got the injuries. Um, you're looking at COVID. <laughs> As all of us were taken by surprise by COVID. Now I got injuries. You got your illness. Now we got COVID. Obviously, you got protocols. What kind of protocols were they not so much enforcing, but they were applying to to you guys and making sure that you guys stayed healthy, so on and so forth. And how did all that affect? Now we're I'm assuming spring ball is now taking place at that point or darn near close to it. And kind of walk us through. Now we're talking COVID. Yeah. yeah. So. Speaking about spring ball, we didn't have a spring ball then. And uh, the last time I touched the field for a game-like situation was uh, November 2019. That's the last time I played a game. And uh, aside from that, the protocols and everything, they sent us home as soon as COVID started. They thought they were going to be able to handle it. They said masks, stuff like that. But two weeks later, we get an email. They're like, you guys got to go home. And then after that, the whole summer, COVID, lockdown, stuff like that, and um, yeah. What was lockdown like? What was lockdown like for you from a, from a mental and personal experience uh, for you? It was definitely a lot because it's something that we weren't used to. Um, personally, myself, I'm someone who is grinding 24-7. I'm either at the gym i'm either somewhere else but the gym's even closed down like all the training facilities closed down on long island so it was like you had to do you had to make what's best for you like you had to find what you could do in the meantime and i thought it was going to be over like there's a couple weeks but then you know your whole summer's gone and it's fall semester already and it's just like took it by storm basically yeah i did Crazy times indeed. Crazy times indeed. Huh? Yep. Mike, what do you got? Oh, yeah. Of course, you know, obviously you grinding. You know, we love football. You grinding. And like I said, <clears throat> just even getting to know you the last few weeks has been amazing. What were you – what was your mindset? Not so much mindset, but what were you doing at home or during the lockdowns that were able to keep you um, what I would consider in shape to an extent or even – it uh, works out and all that good stuff at home. What were you able to do to kind of stay in shape until you guys got the all clear or semi all clear to come back to campus and resume whatever practices may have taken place? Yeah. So, so when COVID started, I had, uh, I still had my boot on. So when I got back home, I had my boot on, but stuff I would do every day would be like, just get my push ups in, just single leg work get my throws in with towels and stuff since I couldn't throw just the little things, because, you know, the little things one day are going to add up to the big things. Absolutely. Absolutely. With that. Um, we are here on time to BS. We like to ask the very serious and important questions. Yep. Uh, including the, sometimes the most difficult ones to ask you. So as a fellow Long Island guy, I yep. want to ask you if you could have four sandwiches to have with the rest of me. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is dying because it's a, it's an inside joke that we that we had. Uh, Mike Mike is uh, one of our one of our co-hosts here on Time DBS, and we have an inside joke called the Great Sandwich Debate, which is you asked if you could have four sandwiches to have for the rest of your life, what would they be? All right, very difficult because as you know, here on the island we have a ton of great delis around here. So, you said four? Four sandwiches. I'm going to say bacon, egg, and cheese, bacon, egg, and cheese, bacon, Party egg, and cheese, bacon, egg, and cheese. <laughs> That's my Party good start. I like them already. <laughs> I love them already. <laughs> That's, all you, That's all you could have on the island. It's all you could have. It's all you could have on the island. See, Mike, you want someone who, who has the true, who has another great true experience of Long Island. There you go. <laughs> I'll still take my on a side note, I'll still take my barbecue though. <laughs> take your own barbecue with that one. Um outside of sandwiches, uh, what was the uh the process for you like coming off your going through your injury process? Uh, any mental aspects of that? 
Because um, you you mentioned that you're always grinding. I love that. Yeah. So do tell more. Yeah. So mentally, definitely a challenge. One of the most challenging things I've been through in life. I went through a series of anxiety, stress, and depression with that because it's not something easy to go through a trimalular fracture. And two weeks after that, getting diagnosed with an autoimmune illness, it's not easy. But as long as God's on your side, as long as you're praying, as long as you're doing, as long as you're doing the little things and day by day you're seeing improvement, that's all that matters. There you go. I love that. Amen to that one. Love it. Love it. I know you mentioned um, playing since the fifth grade. I'm just curious. I'm an old lineman and tight end by trade, defensive end um, when we played eight-man football. But um, were you always quarterback, Moose? No, I was not always quarterback. Quarterback, I started playing quarterback in high school. That's it. Very nice. Uh, But back in the day, DN. Tight end. Yeah. A little bit of that, you know. Trying to find my high school jersey. Give me a second. (laughs) So growing up, of course, um, was there any players you idled? Like mine was John Elway, not just because I was a Bronco fan, but it was John Elway. Another one was um, you know, Tony Gonzalez and Shannon Sharp and uh, Michael Strahan, uh, the uh, Reggie White, so on and so forth. Um, Was there any players that you idol or even admired growing up uh, during your playing days when you first started? Um, yeah. So obviously, I gotta go with my guy Tom Brady. You know, he's hard up to bat for. He was a late pick. He had a dog mentality. He never gave up, and he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Doug Flutie, of course. One of the oh, shortest yeah. to ever play oh, the game. Oh, guy who would love that. <laughs> and uh, as far as mindset and stuff, I got to give it down to Kobe, Mamba mentality. Yeah. Growing up, you know, watching Kobe, he's an idol. And, I mean, rest in peace to him. But yes, he, taught, he taught me a lot about myself, and he made me realize a lot. There you go. I was, a, um, I was mainly a pass rusher uh, in high school football. Uh, I was like a third down pass rusher, uh, sub defensive end, linebacker mainly. I played some middle linebacker every now and then, but I always found more fun rushing the passer. Yeah, I was an offensive lineman. I was always the big kid growing yeah. up, but um, oh man, so much fun, so much fun. One hundred percent. Oh, I love it. I got the linebacker number two. I got fifty eight. Where'd you uh, play? Uh, Bayport. Bayport, oh, out the Bayport. There. a lot of good restaurants out there. Yes, yes. On the water. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Mike, great find. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, man. This yeah. Dude, this dude's a real deal. Just I love him already. Not even sports real. This dude's a real deal. Oh. Is there awesome. a certain? I know it's a lot of people don't like to answer, it, and that's perfectly fine. But, um, I'm sorry, I, my other buddy of mine is a podcast hong we're going to do lunch tomorrow so he's texting but is there another is there another um i should say is there a bible verse that you really just really rely on during good bad you know 20 as my dad would always say i grew up a pastor's son as my dad would always say regardless of the good the bad the ugly is there one verse that you just your it's your go-to regardless of whatever you are facing in the highs and the lows so currently I am actually I'm actually going through like I'm starting to learn and get into it. And I have a friend who's really close with me who we're starting to get into it. So I don't have a currently have one, but I'm getting into it. Very nice. There you go. If you need a Bible, I will be glad to send you the Bible app. It's pretty cool. Of course. Definitely send that over to me. Pretty cool. Be sending your way right now. There you go. I got it too. So I got I got I get a Bible verse every night. Uh, around half hour from now, I should be getting one. Every every morning when I wake up, every morning when I go every night when I go to sleep. Yeah, uh, it's been helping. It's been helping. That's for sure. Yeah, but 
going back to the mental side of things, I, I, I'm a mental health advocate, so I'd like to keep asking all the mental health questions. Um, what were some coping mechanisms you would teach yourself when you're uh-huh. going through the mental side of things uh, with the autoimmune, the autoimmune disease, your injury, hospitalization, etc.? What were some coping mechanisms you taught yourself? Um, the best one I learned from my quarterback trainer, who's also an expert in breathing. It was meditation and breath work. That was the number one thing, waking up, um, teaching your body how to relax, doing the little things, changing your daily habits. So, oh, boy. Is that coming uh, right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was basically changing your daily habits, doing little things like breathing, meditating. And at the end of the day, what really helped me was spending time with your loved ones. Because I feel like a lot of it happened when I was away from home at school. And I was going through a lot of mental health stuff. But when I came back home, I changed my daily habits. I started breathing. I started meditating. And I was around my loved ones. So, you know, just spending time with your loved ones really helps. That is very important. It's very yeah. important. Of course uh-huh. it is. Um, another question. Um, and I lost it. You're fine. Why do you think about it? What has, and that's the kind of question I asked uh, about three or four coaches um, in previous shows. I still continue. We still continue to text back and forth from time to time, at least every other week or, or every other day or so. But the real question we always continue to ask each other is what has, and you might have answered it, what has t- 2020 with for all of us, and Dan, it actually goes for you as well. What has 2020 taught you? Um, I know on my end, it's, like you mentioned, family, loved ones. My dad suffered a stroke. We honestly wasn't, we didn't think he was going to make it through. Unfortunately, you know, he's not on his, he's on his way out. But what has, what has 2020 taught you more than you probably wasn't focused on prior, what I would say pre-COVID? I, I learned that compassion and empathy are important and that we all, we are all resilient. That's what I learned this yep. year, that year alone. That's what I learned. We're all vulnerable in the end. We're all vulnerable. We're all human. There's no such thing as perfection in the end. It comes to human beings. Yep. Um, we're all different in a sense. Like, but I always, but I always thought myself, hey, be kind to people. You, even though you don't, I mean, Moose, Moose, you and I just met. Yep. Agarry C. He's a good guy. He's a very good guy. Thank you. Thank you. It means a lot. I could say the same about you. Thanks, my man. Thank you, brother. Uh, Mike, you got more questions? <laughs> so I'm going to ask. It's a non-football-related question. Of course. And are you a Yankee or are you a Met? Um, I'm neither. Fair enough. I I'm like a Red Sox fan. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. All right. Well, on this note, we got to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. That's the funny part. I knew no, it was coming. The second that's he said either, I was like, it's got to be Red Sox. It's, got, it's, it's always in New York, too. It is always in New York. When there are no Yankee fans or Red Sox or, or Met fans, it is always Boston. Always yeah. Boston. Nothing wrong with that. I like it. Uh, I respect them. I respect them. It's hysterical, but it's great. Uh, are you a hockey fan by chance? Um, yeah, I saw my Bruins get beat this past by the Isles. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I like I like I like watching sports. You know, it's a good time. You learn a lot about it, and it's always a good time when you're not grinding, when you're not doing anything else. You tend to stand up in front of the TV every now and then. When, yeah. When you're when you're when you're like too focused in the game. Yeah. Like I find myself doing that with football. I find, but my my dad gets amazed by this because I have seen enough because I'm on the autism spectrum, and I can see like in my head I can see where the play is going to go, yeah. sort of. That's. And I've had friends tell me, you should be a coach. Like, I can't uh, go. That, 
that's what playing quarterback is. Every time I'm watching a play, NFL or college, I look at what coverage it is. I look at what every what's going on, and I'm like, ball's going right there. Yep. Do you read this? Do you oh, because I I've talked to a few quarterbacks before where they say they read the linebackers instead of reading the safeties. Is so that I go. So my line of scrimmage procedure is how many high safeties, depth, eyes, leverage of the corners, depth, eyes, leverage of the linebackers, and then I check the box. Nice, nice. Usually, uh, do you check the do you check the uh, what positions they play? Because sometimes defense like to play th- four defensive ends, uh, in the box. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I that's that that goes hand in hand with pre-game film study and looking who the guys are and yeah. being ready for whatever I comes. That. I love that. As um, I, uh, I tried out for a little bit of quarterback. In my, I, I didn't have the build for it nor the head for it. Um, but I always thought I, I always would look at plays, even in hockey, I would see, okay, this is where the puck is going. That's where they're trying to go. The goaltender is specifically weak on his glove hand. Yeah. Shoot high towards the glove. Yeah. And most most defenses work the same way. Yeah. Like the Jets defense, the Jets defenses, for example, are always running in a three-four scheme with two defensive tackles, one big defensive end, and the outside linebackers generally are pass rushers. But sometimes they like to do one inside backer, two pass rushers, four defensive, three defensive tackles, and Big corners. Yeah. So, um, I. What's the what's the uh, what was it? What's the most interesting defensive scheme you've seen throughout your college career? If you could take us back, if you could take us back in your memory. <laughs> in college, all of them. Oh really? <laughs> Every single scheme you see, <laughs> it's pretty interesting because, on pre like whatever scheme they're running. Pre-snap, that guy could be over here. Post-snap, that guy could be all the way across. It's just they fly around. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I'm going to ask this just to I'm, – I'm sure the answer is what I'm thinking of. Are you a New England Patriots fan by chance? Um, I grew up watching Tom Brady, so we're going to have to go with New England. The reason why I say this is because the fellow guy that's on here, his team did not run the ball with Marshawn Lynch. They threw it. You know, and you guys intercepted it. I don't know if you remember that or not, but you know the one yard line. I think Dan remembers that quite well. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, a lot of people didn't agree with that, but hey, as long as my pats won, that's fine. But if I was the OC, I would have punched it up right up the gut with my. <laughs> Everything was going well. Everything was going fantastic. I think I think Tom Brady looked into the eyes of Pete Carroll and was like, "You better not." Oh, Pete Carroll is fucking not is what he is. Oh my god! Let me get this straight here. I don't yeah. hate Pete Carroll, the coach. Yeah, great coach. It's the executive I've a pain in the ass with. One hundred percent. starts up top. Yeah, it starts up top and. He's the executive VP of football operations for the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Um, Chuck Arnold is the president of operations for the for the team. Schneider, the GM. Whatever Schneider does goes through Pete. And let's let's face it, Pete's the boss. So, I mean, most of the of the decisions I have not been fond with, but what do I care? I mean, they're winning games. Yeah. Um, so far, they've become the Washington Capitals of the NFC. But what do I know? Yeah. What do I know? I'm just some schmuck head in front of a microphone who talks BS while wearing a Seahawks hat. What do I know? I'll on. <laughs> What's your early, early take, Moose, on this year's Patriots team? By um, did a lot of rebuilding. I like small pieces, and I feel like Cam Newton's working really hard this offseason to block out the noise from this past year. And Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick, everyone's working together. Everyone's getting things going. And uh, with the new arrival of Mac Jones, baby, he'll be ready to go. 
Mac Jones is going to be a player. Oh, yeah. Mac Jones is going to light it up. I was going to ask you that. Who would you start? Would you start Cam? Would you start Mac Jones? Would you start Mac Jones? Or would you throw a wild card in there and start Stidham? Um, I've always been a Stidham fan. I just feel like he hasn't had many opportunities, and he's been behind a lot of guys. Well, barely any time to get the playbook in, stuff like that. Like, he obviously gets less reps, and he was thrown into situations during COVID, I would say, to show who he was, and that's that itself is great. And But my take, start Cam Newton, uh, just experience and all that's there, and bring in Mac Jones as the season goes and uh, see what happens. They'll be a good team. I don't think they'll be a great team. But they got the pieces to be like, oh, we're competitive. Uh, uh, we can win, you know, eight, nine, ten games because we can. I mean, we're the New England Patriots. We are. We've won six Super Bowls in twenty years. I mean, yeah. we have. They have that respect. Yeah, great head coach of all time, and uh, yeah. I'll blame it on that one. Can't count. Uh, can't count them out. When you got no. the greatest coach of all time and you got one of the best dynasties. I, I can't blame you on that one. I'm, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm disappointed and excited. This game three for the Islanders is tomorrow night. I'm disappointed and excited at the same time because I don't want them to blow it. Because I like the beard. <laughs> I like my – this. I have have not shaved since – we're at the beginning of round one. <laughs> so I'm, it's growing out good. Mine's is growing out good. Yeah. It's, you should see my dad's. His is literally down there. And obviously he has reasoning. So, but. Um, you beard but I, you about? Do what? You've been using the beard stuff? So think right there. It might be coming off if we if we don't get rid of these hundreds here. Uh, it might be coming off, but I don't know. I may deal with it. Uh, but uh, what's your best style offer offense to run? What fits? What offensive style fits you best? You're a free option guy. Um, of course, love all that stuff, but I like multiple kind of concepts of pro, the pro style and spread systems. I mean, obviously, I'm a small guy playing quarterback. Uh, five nine, and uh, people like me, Kyler Murray, all those guys that are doubted. We need to have our, we need to have those legs on us. So, I like a multiple offensive system with schemes like quarterback tag runs, stuff like that, zone reads, play action passes, three step, five step, stuff like that. Would you? Uh, how was your style of quarterback playing compared? What would you compare your style of quarterback to? Because you said you're you're a five nine quarterback, so you you say yourself you're not a big quarterback, but you have size. Yeah. So you got like a typical like Russell Wilson type of figure. Yeah. Uh, would you consider yourself like a like a two step quick pass, or would you want to buy some time to set up that deep play? Um. Obviously, whatever the play gives us first, then I'm like, uh, whatever. If it if I need to get the ball out quick, I'll do that in the pocket. And if the defense want me to, I'll get out there and shake some guys. Yeah, shaking my yeah. Kyler Murray's gonna shake that Seattle defensive line this year. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, he's gonna go him him. Uh, MVP this year, me. Defense. How do you shake a defense? We don't even have one. <laughs> yeah, that's what that, he, uh, we don't have a defense. It. What kind of question was that? <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. Watch Kyler Murray get the, get Listen, the MVP. I, I like, I like the Murray pick. I do. I think he's going to be a good player. Do I think MVP? Cliff Kingsbury is your head coach. That's all I'm going to say. I've seen I, you you yourself as a Big Twelve guy, no Texas Tech from the thank you for no Texas Tech from the back of your head. Mm-hmm. Cliff Kingsbury is not the right coach for the Cardinals. Well, Cliff Kingsbury can't be though you, but uh, nonetheless, no Cliff King. He shocked me. 
when he took the job. I ain't gonna lie about that one. I didn't think he was gonna job. I thought it was a good fit, but what do I know? Um <laughs> Jesus, what do I what do I know? But um um <laughs> God. We got soft track. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Hong definitely that text I was not expecting. Um he just told me to make sure that for lunch I don't show up in speed. I'm like, yeah, I ain't definitely gonna happen. But nonetheless, um, what? If you guys know my relationship, I'm gonna text Margie, his wife. I'm gonna be like, here's what your husband's sending me. You need to fix this stuff. Um, nonetheless, you'll need to wear jeans or pants. Don't wear speedos. So anyway. Uh, but um, is there a college team that oh, you just – is there one – knowing obviously back in New York, college football, uh, to my knowledge, isn't that big back there. But yeah, is there a team that you just root for or just college football is college football, you just watch football to, because we love it? Um, college football, obviously I'm going to root for this team I play for, um, first and foremost, regardless of what team it is. Yep. But growing up, I grew up 10 minutes away from Long Island University, which is a new member of the FCS, Division One FCS, instead of Northeast Conference. They play Wagner now. So that's – I used to watch them growing up, and I always loved watching Cliff Kingsbury, like we were spoke, speaking, his offense at Texas Tech and just running those concepts and stuff. Grew up watching that. And uh, obviously a big, big, big Nick Saban fan – not an Alabama fan, but I love the coaching style of Nick Saban, so I'd always watch Bama football. I feel like Nick Saban would be one of those guys to get into a couple fights. Uh, I feel like I Coach Saban would do that. I don't think so. Nick Saban's a very serious guy. He, I'm sure he's ticked off some people, but I don't, I don't know about fights, though. He very quiet dude, but you know who Nick Saban is when he gets into the room. Would Nick Saban look great in a beard? No. Really? No. I think Moose could pull off a goatee. <laughs> I think you can pull off a goatee. You know, like yeah, I like, used to have one. Like a, like a nice goatee, like the Walter White goatee from Breaking Bad. I feel like you can pull that off. <laughs> Thank you. Why is it beard smelling one of our sponsors? I have no idea. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, but I saw you. I saw uh, Mike. I saw you followed my boy who's uh, transferring out of the University of Kentucky, yes, Anthony, Anthony Jr. Now, you talking about me being the real deal? Should watch this guy, you know? He's in the portal what? right now looking for an opportunity. He's my brother for life. Um, From Penn State. Um, yeah, he's looking at looking for a better opportunity and. Uh, He's been grinding like crazy down in uh, Florida. So, yeah, we should. You got to get him on here sometime. Yeah, I would say I have to shoot him once I get off. Of, once we get, I get this thing uploaded. I'll uh, shoot him and try to get him on. And uh, and uh, hey, just let him know that you know Lincoln Riley's always looking for great talent down here in Norman. Oh yeah, Oklahoma. <laughs> yes, sir. He's in the process of looking. Looking at a couple of schools like that, you know, so secret right now. Is that OU DNA? What, Dan? What's up? What'd you say? James Franklin over to Happy Valley, the great state of Pennsylvania. Although <laughs> the one time, wait, two times national champions. Yeah. And uh, Penn State, you get the point. <laughs> yeah, but it's like I was saying, kids amazing. Um, known him for a couple of years now. Um, haven't met anyone like him. Nice. A man of faith, a man who grinds all the time, who never gives up. He's been through a lot himself and uh, where he is now and how we're every day he's in Florida. We we're probably on the phone like four or five hours a day. So nice. we're always checking in with each other. Both of our, uh, I, I love his family. He loves my family. It's just that type of bond. That's awesome. That's I love idea. that, man. That's that's that's, that's awesome, dude. It's good to hear. Tickle was Mike's fancy. He's not even paying attention to this. It was funny. 
<laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Tickles your fancy. <laughs> now, if I had to tell Hong, no, we're, that's not going to happen. Um, but no, we're going to have some good barbecue tomorrow. Um, of course, you know, what's, what's your take? I know it's still a sports realm on the potential college football playoff uh, expansion. And of course, uh, do you think we could see eventually massive conferences forming so much as the little dogs eventually make a, make a run for the big dogs, like Cincinnati, for example? 100%. I feel like it's some small – there's a lot of small schools that could take down big schools, but it's a matter of time at this point, you know. A lot of people won't agree on it. A lot of people will agree on it, but everyone deserves equal respect, equal – like equal, basically equality. And I think there are some s- small school dogs that could come in and mm-hmm. make some big dogs. I know that for a fact. So I feel like in the near future, that's coming. What's one sport growing up that you wish that you never played that you kind of wish you kind of had, or at least you wanted to attempt it? Um, I would definitely say, uh, either basketball or lacrosse, yeah. you know, both explosive sports, a lot of speed involved, a lot of power, a lot of explosiveness, just, just, you know, something to help me better my athletic ability at the game of football, you know, playing multiple sports definitely helps. I know here in Oklahoma city, I know, you know, ours is pretty much basic. You got the basic sports. I know mine was always lacrosse. It's- Kucky says explosive, big time helps with your skills, especially when it comes to football. Yeah. Um, I know Dan, he, he sent a man, he sent a, a text, I think, to a group of us a few weeks ago. I'm going to get your take on it. Is a wrap a sandwich? Is a wrap a sandwich? Um, yes. There you go, Dan. Do tell. As great king as as supreme overlord of the sandwiches, I I do like to hear your take on this. It's um bread wrapped in some stuff, so I call that a sandwich. Okay. Now would you consider burrito a sandwich? Uh, oh, I got you there, did I? I mean, I consider that a sandwich too, kind of, you know, it's the bread wrapped and stuff, but people want to call it a burrito, but I just call it going to Chipotle. You let me get that sandwich. Oh, yeah. Oh. Now I want to go to Bubba's Burrito Bar. Now I want to go there. Oh, you never been there? You never been to Bubba's? Oh, uh, yeah, I have. It's We're, a very good place. So, Mike, I believe I told you about this place before. Um, Bubba's Burrito Bar, it is tradition at that burrito bar to get something called the guilt trip in your first time at the burrito bar. Um, I believe it's some, I believe it's like rice, chicken fingers, mozzarella sticks, bacon, shredded cheese. It's, oh God. You want to talk about like a fat man burrito. It's beautiful. Beautiful. However, this sounds good. It's yeah, it's great. Not as good as not as good as barbecue in the Midwest, but what do I know? Not much. <laughs> not a whole lot. Oh man, oh man, oh man. Mike, how you doing? We haven't we haven't got a chance to talk. <laughs> no, I'm here. My dad's uh my dad's been my main focus, so um so you know it's it's been a, it's been a doozy. But um, <clears throat> to all the listeners out there, because I know quite a bit that may get the realm out there, are you when it comes to positions, what other positions can you play that might ease some other people's minds just in case? First and foremost, I'm a quarterback, and I'm only going to be a quarterback. Remember Lamar Jackson saying that and all those guys when they were coming into the NFL draft. So that's how I'm going to take it. I'm always going to play quarterback regardless of the height, regardless of the hate, regardless of the doubt. But 
being an athlete, you got to put your team in the best position possible. And I feel like if I was to be told, go here and do this, I'd do that because I love my team. I love the game. And uh, if I'm an athlete, they could put me anywhere on the field, you know? I love that. What's it? What's it? Hey, I'm going to ask this because I got asked this a while back. Yeah. What's the worst part that what's one, one part of playing the game that you just cannot despise? I'm going to be honest with you. I, I've, there was a coach that I, that we were just talking with. Mine was two days. I, as much as I love practice, the two days just that sucked. Got me off because I don't love them. Um, I hated them. Two days, two days are now kind of not NCAA right. rule that you can't do it, obviously, but instead of the two days, you have, that one practice, then you got to work at, then you got tons of meetings, you got film, you got all this stretching, mobility stuff. Like throughout the day, you're busy, regardless of if it's two days or not. But yeah, that's the grind about it. You know, after two days got, if two days got taken away, started turning into instead of that second practice, a walkthrough, which is oh, not really yeah. a walkthrough, but you're at it. It's more just, yeah. Yeah. It's like a cheap way of saying two a day. Yep. Hey. There you go. Those are the best. Those are the best in football. Those are the best. 100%. Sweat your ass off, especially the cold. Oh, yeah. great. Do you prefer warm weather or cold weather? Or is it kind of just run with it? I just run with it. Um, I got to be ready for all weather. So it's just like. Of course, we love warm weather, but at the end of the day, you got to roll with the punches, and it. I I usually don't get cold when it's cold. Yeah, me too. So, <laughs> I roll with the punches and play with any storm that comes your way. I feel like the polar bear plunge would be in your wheelhouse if you were to do the polar bear plunge, uh, here on here on the island, Long Beach. Oh my God! Yeah. I would go. I would schlep my rear end over a Long Beach, right, right now. If the four plunge is going on right now, absolutely would. Of course, I'm an hour and a half away, but yeah. Are you yeah. more? Are you more of a bench guy or squats? Like, you'd be surprised how many people cannot bench, but they can squat like you can't believe. Leg day every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm actually in a program right now at this athletic facility in Long Island, focusing on lower body explosion, strength, and stuff like that. So big focus on legs. Of course, you like, you know, you like the bench for that upper body, build those upper muscles, look good, you know. But when it comes to playing ball, it's all about that lower body and being explosive. So it's big squat guy, big clean guy, stuff like that. Woo! I'm a I'm more of a squat guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm nice. Squat love guy. to hear it. Love squats. Love to hear it. Love squats. I uh, but also I'm a between squats and deadlifts. I have to go deadlifts. Deadlifts are so much fun. Yeah, trap bar. Love doing that. Yeah. What's the heaviest you did with trap bar? Um, it's a secret. Uh, but all right, I'll go. Um, trap bar. I've been recently been hitting in the fours. Same here. What's your forty time? If you don't ask me, mind me asking. Um, current, I haven't ran a forty since high school. Nice. Um, because that was like camp season, you know, going right. out of high school and. Yeah. Uh, once you're in college, you don't really run 40s. But and since I got hurt, I didn't run a 40. But in high school, I was uh, mid to high fours. Nice. Like high that. fours more so. That's not bad. That's a wheels for QB. I yeah. <laughs> love it. <laughs> love that shit. <laughs> <clears throat> Are you like say for example we're in the tundra of Green Bay you know not so much the Packers but just like in uh, Wisconsin so on and so forth are you the quarterback that's gonna wear those long sleeves to keep warm or are you the one that's just gonna like me and I'm not a quarterback but just go out there and make your arms feel the, the coldness and the I go out there uh, and just play ball that's all I do 
I don't need to wear long sleeves or anything, especially as a quarterback. I don't like wearing long sleeves. It's just I don't want to feel bad. I don't want to your arm motion right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just go out there, probably wear a tank top or nothing. Yeah, yeah, he's a football player right there. I love it. Love it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> or do you prefer rain or snow? Both. Anything. But- Anything, but anything one, if I was to choose one, I would go rain. All right. We had a a game in Greenport. Uh, This was back, geez, I think it was my sophomore year of football. Um, To tell a quick story, Uh, Greenport is in the northeast part of the island. Um, And it was freezing and like late October, I think it was a hollow I think it was like day before or just or just after Halloween. Uh-huh. Um freezing rain. Keep in mind this is Greenport. This is not like you know fuck ass in the middle of the island. Yeah. This is you know right on the water. You're on the north you're on the north shore. Mm-hmm. Freezing. I remember I think I started that game at defense yeah. at the end. Yeah. And like they were running all over us because they couldn't handle the cold. Meanwhile, I'm just sitting there in like a short sleeve shirt, like guys, what are you talking about? This is great. This is perfect. Yeah. Meanwhile, you got guys in sweatshirts. Yeah. Three or four sweatshirts. Like they can't handle the cold. So never that. I was uh there's an old story. Bud Grant, the former head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, uh, back in the sixties and seventies, would tell his players. Make the cold your friend. And ever since then, it was like, yep, I love that. Uh-huh. So I'm blasting the AC at like 50-something degrees. Just always in the cold. Love it. Pre- be prepared for the cold. I love that. Of course. Of course. Heat, I can't take that. Heat, I can't stand the heat. But what do I know? Mm-hmm. Are you more of a huddle quarterback or no huddle quarterback? More tempo. Um, I like being up tempo. Um, my preference is being up tempo, no huddle, get to the, get to the line, give the play, get the signals and just, you know, roll with the punches, set go, go score some points. But at the end of the day, I could do anything. Um, my coach tells me to, obviously that's what you're supposed to do. And, uh, I'll roll with anything, but yep, definitely love being up tempo, no huddle. Getting back on the ball, back on the ball, back on the ball. I love the up-tempo. It throws a lot of defenses out, especially if you're running a multiple system. You could spread them out one play. You could bring them in one play, stuff like that. What's – I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to word this. What would be – say, for example, I'm not, and obviously I'm not trying to, trying to, you know, pull you away from anybody. Just – it's always just, you know, one of those scenarios. What would be one, the, the coach that you were just absolutely, doesn't matter, past, present, um, what would be that one coach you would just love to play for um, if you had the opportunity to? Is it in my past or just in general? Just in general. In general. Either, either way, whatever fits best for you. In general, I love my head coach right now, Scott Sparone. Of course, you're right, absolutely. I love him. But uh, who I'd really play it for growing up watching and just learning about their schemes and all that, just like the culture and everything. Definitely Nick Saban. Um, he's taught me a lot. He's instilled a lot in his program, even within his quarterbacks. So I've learned a lot from him. And I feel like and definitely Cliff Kingsbury, as far as offense. Got to go with the air yep. raid. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes back in the day with them. I got a coach, a good buddy of mine up in Indiana, and I just actually just texted him yesterday. And so we were talking back and forth, and he's a big – I'm sure he's going to listen to us once this gets released. And he has a big guy crush, uh, man crush, on Lincoln Riley. And so, um, <clears throat> of course, he's another guy that a lot of people acknowledge as well, of course, being pretty young himself. but. But uh, but no, I mean, no, it's good having you on. It's 
it's cool, you know, especially from a player standpoint. You have to believe, as, as far as my knowledge, you're the first actual college player on the on the podcast. And have you actually watched any, like, say, for example, arena football by chance? I have arena football. I actually know someone who plays arena football for the Massachusetts Pirates. Nice. Um, quarterback Sean Brackett. Mm-hmm. Um, I've trained with him a little bit. We know we're good friends, stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I've watched arena football. I could see you running down the field, fifty yards, bam, moose juking everybody out. There you go. Give me the ball. Give me the jersey. Give me the ball. And I'm going to do what's best for my team and go score some points. That's all. He is a football player indeed. Dude, if I was a head coach, and I know a lot of them, but if I was a head coach, I'd be like, boy, get your butt down here. This dude, no, nah, he's he's a good guy. But, <clears throat> you know, experiences-wise, man, dude, it's – you've been through the rough and you still make – you still grinding. So what kind of training program are you going through right now or are you just chilling? Um, definitely never chilling. All right, uh, definitely never chilling. Yeah, I gotta catch you off guard once. Yeah, yeah, of course. I like that. Um, but right now, um, trying to get in the most radical shape as possible after all those setbacks and injuries and uh, illnesses. So, right now, I'm on a five day split to box. I'm boxing, uh, as far as conditioning and getting the lower body explosion footwork right. I'm also on a five-day split with my strength and uh, speed trainer out in Bellport, New York at Infinity Performance. I'm also uh, training with my quarterback coach two to three times a week where we hit the field and get throws in, just work on the little things. And besides from that, if I ever need extra work, my little brother plays football, so – me and him would hit the field or get a workout in. Just that's what I'm on this summer right now. Any certain diet plans you're you're sticking to? Um, diet wise, I've been doing better. Um, that's the number <laughs> one thing uh, about more than working out, training, all this stuff. Diet's the number one thing. You got to take care of your body. You got to hydrate. You got to sleep well, eat well, all that stuff. So it's been. I've been focusing on more getting more real food in, I would say, like getting my protein in, getting my fats in, stuff like that. And uh, right now, I'm cutting right now, basically, I'm trying to get back in shape. So losing weight's my key right now. So I'm doing that and building muscle at the same time. Love it. I want to... I'm on a diet. I'm on a diet myself. Um, I recently got on the uh, on the carnivore diet. Yeah, mostly eating uh, fish, pork, steak, beef, chicken, eggs, crap ton of eggs, and anything to do with like lean meats and protein. That's all I'm eating, and I'm doing that for excuse me two months, and then I stopped doing that. The only downside is I get very aggressive. Yeah. I get very aggressive. Yeah. Very. Oh, man. Oof. All right. <laughs> Mike, how's your diet going? Actually, it's not too bad. Um, starting the fight camp, look it up. It's pretty intense workout. My All my stuff finally came today. So here in the next week or two, or not week or two, Lord have mercy. Here in the next few days, uh, I'm going to start Start on that, and we're going to try and get this thing knocked out. I'm not going to get back to my college playing days, uh, Shay, but if I can get close to it, you know, three kids, <laughs> I don't know how much I'm going to work out I'm going to get, but uh, so. Yeah. But anyway, um, we'll conclude there. Just due to time constraints on the Unhinged Sports Network, but hey, Moose, it's been a pleasure. I'm going to get you back on, uh, get your buddy back on, and uh, – Talk some more ball and keep hearing more grinding, man. Of course, we'll all definitely stay in touch for sure. You're more than welcome for uh, because I do sideshows uh called BS sections, which is real raw talk, no bullshit, just talk, 
you talk, I talk, talk away. Yep. You're course. more than you're more than welcome on BS session, man. We'll work uh, something out. Of course, you could get my number from Mike, and we'll go from there. I'm always absolutely, my man. Dang, absolutely. Well, just keep grinding, stay safe up there, and uh, we'll be talking. I'll be talking with you soon, man. Appreciate it, Dan. As always, welcome aboard. Thanks for coming always on the show. Fun, you guys have been listening to the Air Attack podcast. Listen to follow us on the Unhinged Sports Network, six o'clock Eastern on Thursday nights. Let, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter on air with or air right underscore podcast, Twitter, air attack podcast on the remaining two. Everyone have a great weekend, guys. Stay safe. Keep grinding. <laughs>